Hi, wherever you're listening to me, I hope you're staying safe and doing well. I'm Hari Arakli and this is today's Tech Briefing. In this program, you know, privacy and security are going to be first-class citizens in any app stack. And we wanted to make sure that we could, without a platform that's going to help developers build more secure, more privacy-preserving apps for their users and, and basically help them empower their own users. That's after these headlines. Google released its Pixel 6 and Pixel 6 Pro smartphones yesterday, which are equipped with some of the AI capabilities that the internet search giant has to offer. Most notably, the new phones have an AI-powered camera system so big that it takes up an entire bar across the width of the phones jutting out on the back. The phones run on Google's Tensor processor, a system-on-chip designed by Google, which reports in August suggested was based on an Exynos chip from Samsung. The Pixel 6 starts at around $600 and the Pixel 6 Pro will set you back by about $900. The phones will be available in the US from October 28th. Ivan, an open-source data management startup in Finland, has more than doubled its valuation to $2 billion in a fresh fundraising the company's CEO, Oskari Sarenma, said in a blog post yesterday. Ivan has raised $60 million in an extension of a Series C round in which it had raised $100 million in March. The company had been valued at $800 million at the time. The company's investors include World Innovation Lab, IVP, Atomico, Early Bird, First Fellows, Lifeline Ventures and Salesforce Ventures. Zogo Corporation, an India-US software products company that makes business management and office productivity software, yesterday introduced six new apps, three new services, and seven major platform enhancements in Zoho One, the company's flagship suite of products. In 2020, Zoho One's customer growth was 60% year-on-year globally and 104% in India, its second-largest market. The new release helps businesses solve disjointed data challenges and close communications gaps across silos so they can become more productive, adapt more quickly to remote and hybrid work model, and be better prepared for growth, Zoho said in a press release yesterday. Convey Genius, a Singapore-India ed tech company, has raised $5 million in funding to develop a conversational AI platform, the company said in a press release. The pre-seed round was led by new investors, Base Capital, Heritus Capital, and Three Lines Venture Capital, an existing investor, Michael and Susan Dell Foundation. Convigenius.ai aims to expand its products on WhatsApp and other conversational AI-based channels horizontally to service more customers across different verticals and allow developers to launch their solutions on the platform. Devnagari, a startup that offers an Indian language translation engine of the same name, with its focus on business customers, has raised $600,000 in seed funding from Venture Catalyst, Inflection Point Ventures, and other co-investors. Nakul Kundra and Himanshu Sharma, the founders of Devnagari, want to make the internet accessible to Indians in their own languages. The platform combines neural machine translation with machine learning and the community to help translations. Its AI-human combination can help businesses scale their operations in local languages at lower costs and faster and more accurate translations, according to the company. Mayur Nilekar is probably third time lucky with his startup Arcana Network, a blockchain technologies company in Bangalore, 
that is building a decentralized storage and data privacy platform for developers on the Ethereum network. The future belongs to decentralized finance and applications, Rilekar and his co-founders believe, and they've raised some funding to build out their first commercial product. Here's more from our conversation. Mayur, welcome to this podcast, and uh, thank you for making time for this. And for folks who are uh, less familiar with our uh, Canon Network and your uh, work, maybe uh, you could start uh, by telling us a bit about uh, what you were doing previously and the journey that brought you to the beginnings of our Canon Network, and uh, we can go from there. All right, great. Yeah, firstly, thank you for having me on 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 the show, Hari. And um, yeah, so uh, uh, a quick background. Uh, I've been an entrepreneur a couple of times in the past, but yeah, uh, both of my biggest startups were did really see too much success. But it was clear to me, you know, at 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 some point, I didn't want to go back and you know, kind of right my wrongs. And it was in 2017 that I had my head turned by you know, Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies in general. This was when cryptocurrency exchanges started to explode onto the Indian scene and which basically enabled me to, you know, buy some Bitcoin, buy some uh, Ethereum, participate in a few ICOs. Uh, 2017 was obviously when there was this whole ICO boom. And, um, and yeah, I made some really crappy investments. I remember very clearly. But, uh, you know, uh, I I got in for the coins, but I really ended up staying for the tech. And I was, it was clear that my next startup would be in this space because this is burgeoning technology. Almost, you know, once in a lifetime, it's really going to change the way we think about things in the digital world and the way we use products today uh, are going to change quite dramatically. So, so yeah, that's, that's sort of like how I, I decided, you know, I want to build something in the space. And we ended up picking, uh, in the very early days, uh, the idea was, was to do something with decentralized storage. And then the reason we, we picked that was because again, burgeoning technology. So we, we're better off trying to build something if the developer tooling or developer infrastructure sort of uh, layer. So yeah, uh, that's sort of like my background, which kind of us to this point. Okay. Uh, so you, uh, you know, I guess after some trial and error, you uh, zeroed in on uh, building decentralized storage and data privacy platform for developers. Uh, so can you talk more specifically about, uh, you know, when you started our kind of networks, uh, what was the specific idea around uh, the uh, decentralized storage that you wanted to offer in terms of a product? Yeah. So in 2019 was when uh, I founded this company called Newfang. And at Newfang, we were just doing commodity decentralized storage, right? So, and we, we because of some early work that we did in 2018, we were able to kind of very quickly go to market. Uh, we had a POC, we started taking it to potential customers. And that's when we realized that, you know, uh, most of the people that we were targeting were actually very happy to centralize their storage. Uh, this is primarily down to the fact that the likes of AWS and Google and Microsoft were able to, and still do, actually offer very large numbers of, you know, free credits for, for like new signups and things like that. So, well, the scope for us to actually kind of uh, make money right away was actually going to be very, very low. So 
that's when we decided to kind of pivot. We started our, uh, you know, we'd obviously built all of this tech. We ended up dog fooding the tech, built, built the product in the privacy space. And then in the process, we actually learned a lot about, you know, um, uh, stuff like privacy by design, applied cryptography and, and, the, and the power it has to kind of, you know, do some of these amazing things, uh, uh, make products more user-centric and user-friendly. And all of this sort of stuff kind of eventually kind of gave, gave rise to like our current hypothesis, um, which, is, which is basically that, you know, privacy and security are going to be first-class citizens in any app stack. And we wanted to make sure that we could, uh, without a platform that's going to help developers build more secure, more privacy-preserving apps for their users and and basically help them empower their own users. Yeah. And uh, give us a sense of what is your flagship product today, I mean, if I can call it that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, we, we, we pivoted uh, to Arcana. We rebranded uh, Newfang to Arcana. And at Arcana, we, we, we're essentially visualizing like a stack of services. And... This stack of services is, is a lot like, you know, some of the services that you find at AWS, uh, uh, especially on the data layer. So, you know, AWS offers S3 for storage. It offers Cognito for uh, keep management. It offers identity and access management services. And of course, you know, there are just open source uh, encryption and decryption primitives, which we kind of combine and put together and uh, our, our offering now is data management, which is also something like a lot of centralized operators, AWS, GCP, all of these guys offer. But our, ours intends to be a completely trustless and decentralized version of these things, where uh, developers and users of applications get are far more empowered, you know, because of the trustlessness, they can be rest assured that you they're dealing with, say, a digital product that does not have to hide behind, you know, legalese uh, or terms and conditions in to kind of, you know, make their offering available to users. Users are free to kind of, you know, publicly verify. Like a simple example is uh, if you're using a product that integrates with Arcana, then you can actually go and publicly verify who has access to your data outside of the scope of the app. You can just go to like like the Arcana uh, Networks blockchain and actually check for yourself who has access and who doesn't. And so this is actually very, very empowering. This is not something that anyone, any of these platforms currently offer. And this is, this is definitely going to be a game changer in the years to come. Uh, and users are going to want to kind of demand this more and more. Okay, uh, when you say users, I get the sense uh, that users, at least for for some time, will be predominantly developers. Uh, can you give us a kind of, you know, layperson's sense of what the significance is of having yeah. uh, decentralized tools, decentralized storage, and I guess in you know it ties up with the concept of decentralized finance as well in yeah. one big application. So, so tell us about. You know, in simple terms, why people should get excited about this? Sure. Uh, let me give you an example. Um, let's say, Hari, you want to build a, a Dropbox clone, right? 
you come to Arcana, you sign up, you get, you get our SDK, you integrate it into your application and you release this Dropbox clone to your, to your users, to your uh, end users, right? So the, the difference now is that all of, all of the data, uh, let's say I'm uploading a file to this, this, this particular platform you've just built, that, that file is going to get encrypted on the client side with my keys, with my like, uh, uh, public private key. And only then is it going to get uploaded and stored on, on say, say the Arcana servers. So what this ensures is that I don't have to then trust you, uh, as the app developer or trust say AWS, which would have been an alternate service you would have used to be sort of assured that, you know, this, my data is absolutely secure. It is being encrypted on the client side and then the data is pushed. So, you know, no one can actually end up tampering with it. Not even you worry, even if you wanted to, neither can we as the service provider. It's simply impossible. So that's point one. Uh, the second point is, let's say I'm using the same app you built uh, and I want to share this uh, particular file with someone else. Uh, I shared this and when I, when I, when I shared this with, uh, with say person B, uh, this entry is actually made on our blockchain, which is to say that the file I uploaded is now accessible by person B. And because it's, it's an entry on, on, on our blockchain, uh, our blockchain happens to be like a public blockchain, which basically anyone can, can access and read, uh. Uh, it means that, you know, you don't, again, I don't again have to trust you to ensure that you're not going ahead and trying to, you know, further share it with the third parties from whom you want to perhaps try and make some money. I mean, your, 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 your requirements may be nefarious or, or not. It really doesn't matter. The fact is that I, I have complete control over, you know, my data that I'm actually pushing to this platform. And you just charge me for whatever, you know, I'm the, the kind of resources I'm, I'm using and there is no, this underlying sort of thing, right? So, uh, I mean, we've all sort of seen this happen to us, right? We send email, uh, to family saying we're looking to travel and meet, meet each other. And then you start getting ads for plates. Uh, we, we talk about, you know, like cameras and then suddenly you see ads for cameras on your Instagram and. This is constantly happening to like, you know, all of us. So if anyone's sitting out there thinking their data is you know, extremely secure, it's not being read, it's private and things like that, then they're living literally in a bubble. So this is something that we, we feel, uh, needs to change from a very philosophical standpoint. But the good thing is that, uh, even general consumers seem to want this more and more. I mean, we saw this play out, especially with you know, when WhatsApp tried to change their privacy policy, you know, people moved in droves to things like Telegram and Signal and all these other messengers. Of course, you know, WhatsApp just has the insane distribution, all your friends, all your family, everyone's there. So it's hard to move. But people started discovering alternatives and some of them have made the move permanent. So there are already all these signs that users want, you know, all of these things uh, for themselves. And it's only going to want to going to grow and, you know, digital products have to sort of like come, come and fall in line.
Yeah, I mean, this is pretty interesting. I mean, you're uh, referencing the whole uh, ad-driven model of, uh, you know, big tech companies, especially Google and Facebook and so on. Uh, yeah. So, and today there are already, uh, uh, you know, platforms or maybe, uh, what, what do you call them? Uh, networks like Cosmos, which have blockchain applications today, but uh, maybe sometime in the future, they may have many more applications that, uh, uh, you know, everyone might want to use uh, as alternatives instead of what they're using today. So do you kind of foresee that kind of a scenario? And then what is the big picture there? And what kind of a role would a company like Arcana want to play there? No, 100%. This, this I, I feel it's it's the future. I think, you know, large parts of the internet, as we know it, are going to be more and more decentralized. Um, I, I definitely feel like, you know, uh, social networks, of of today are are definitely going to have to change. Blockchains and cryptocurrencies have already kind of have have shown us the path, right? There, there are proven models of how you could use cryptocurrencies to essentially have alternative business models to what you have currently, which is you know a lot of ad based models that require data mining, that require you to you know trade data, sell data, all of these sorts of things can literally you know uh, be avoided. Yeah, and there are newer business models that people, it's, it's just a matter of time before they start to kind of, you know, realize this more and more. So I definitely feel that will be the case. We're going to see, we're already seeing, you know, um, you know, various kinds of social networks pop up. We are starting to see e-commerce plays, uh, you know, all these sorts of things where, where people are, are, as I said, essentially trying to kind of, you know, uh, either you know, make the middleman less powerful, which is always a good thing, uh, to ensure that end users can't be deplatformed, like sort of like when you upload a certain video with a certain opinion to YouTube and your account gets, you know, blocked. Uh, or, you know, uh, something where the users can be rest assured without having to go through like a hundred page legal document that their data is actually, you know, private and secure. And lastly, user if they want to kind of participate in networks that actually want to kind of show you ads or, you know, access your personal data, they actually get incentivized for it. And that they're only possible with blockchains and with cryptocurrencies. So this is the future we see. We want to be, we want to become like a core building block of any sort of application that wants to build in this space with this sort of like, you know, ideology and philosophy. And we feel like, you know, this is going to become more and more mainstream and we want to be just there and available for anyone who requires these sorts of things. Okay. Uh, I, I want to uh, come back to uh, one point uh, about, uh, you know, the cryptocurrencies uh, and uh, the government's stance in various countries, uh, you know, which basically is kind of in favor of uh, uh, a lot of caution. Uh, and so on. But before that, I want to know a little bit more about the tech aspects of what you do at Arcana. Uh, if I understood right, you focus on uh, Ethereum and uh, the Ethereum virtual machine. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, uh, why you chose Ethereum and uh, also uh, what it means uh, to yeah. be working around the Ethereum virtual machine. Yeah, so uh, we, we actually intend to start out uh, working with uh, applications that are building on Ethereum 
or Ethereum compatible chains, which is essentially like EVM or Ethereum virtual machine compatible chain. So there are quite a few pretty good ones right now. You know, we have Polygon, which is an Indian-based uh, startup. Uh, you know, it's like the top Indian startup by market cap at least. And then we have Binance with their Binance chain and a bunch of other uh, various uh, Ethereum uh, EVM compatible chains that exist. And there are a lot of applications being built on all of these chains. And we want to start there. And the reason we chose uh, Ethereum and the Ethereum ecosystem at last was because that's where majority of the development really happens. Um, it's the most stable chain that exists. Uh, that entire ecosystem is extremely, extremely mature. And uh, we're going to find more and more applications being built either on Ethereum or in that ecosystem. But um, having said that, uh, uh, the way we've architected our platform, it really does not matter. Uh, we can actually play well with just about any chain. We could, we could, we could tomorrow even uh, work with uh, you know applications being built on Solana or uh, you know RSK. It really does not matter, right? It's so much so that you know we we clearly want to make a pretty big play even in the Web two space. So we clearly imagine like more traditional applications also using the Arcana SDK. To, or to to achieve the same sort of ends. Um, and we've, we made sure, you know, we've, we've taken all of the uh, sort of steps uh, to make it very, very developer-friendly, whether you are in Web3 or Web2. And you're also looking to introduce your own token on the uh, XAR network, or is it the XAR network? Uh, tell us in simple terms uh, what that means and why uh, it's important uh, to Arcana. Yes, uh, so we will be introducing uh, our own poker, and uh, the it, it's absolutely crucial for for us that we that we do so. So, like typically, any project that wants to build in Web three should ask themselves like like two questions. One is, do you does your project need a poker? And the second question is, does does your project need its own poker? And once you've like very critically answered these two questions and the answer to both is yes, then you can actually go ahead and proceed to kind of uh, figure this out. Um, the reason why I say it's, it's imperative for us is because we are actually like a standalone blockchain of our own. We have our own set of uh, validators. We are a proof of stake blockchain, which is what Ethereum is also moving to. And... The economic security for proof-of-stake blockchains actually comes from their own native token. As people, uh, essentially validators, staking a certain amount uh, into the network, which staking you can think of as like a security deposit. And as long as that security deposit stays, and uh, you know, uh, it, it it increases the. Uh, it, the economic security of the network, which is basically, let's say you have 10 validators and everyone is required to put in, let's say a hundred dollars and then so across 10 validators, so that's thousand dollars. So typically in proof of stake networks, you, you'd have to kind of, you know, really put up an amount that is, you know, uh, like, like greater than two thirds of this to be able to kind of break the network. So the more and more that 
get staked into the network, the more secure it is because the higher the amount that is required to actually break the network. So uh, this will come uh, and instead of people kind of locking in like, you know, real cash, they instead will lock in uh, the Arcana token and um, uh, and the Arcana token is also then used to kind of make uh, payouts to all independent uh, actors that participate in the network and provide resources. For example, you could run a storage node, um, which, uh, which, you know, essentially could be in the future, it could just be a laptop array. And, uh, as long as you're, you're connected to, you have an internet connection, it could become a storage node. And for every gigabyte of data you store or you, you, you kind of pull, push back onto the network when someone wants to retrieve it, you get a certain number of XAR. Hmm. Uh, one quick question now uh, before we wrap up. Um, you've just uh, announced a new fundraise of $2.3 million. Uh, what are your next big priorities? So we, we, yeah, we, we actually did that fundraise some, some time ago. We only just announced it. Uh, we've been, you know, at it building out our platform. Uh, we, we do, uh, 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 like a very early alpha version of our test net at the end of this month. Um, we, we tend to do, uh, a more mature test net at the end of the year and, uh, sometime early next year, we'll, we'll release our mainnet and also release our token and make it available to the general public to be able to purchase things like that. So these are some like the bigger milestones that we have set out over the next six to eight months. So, yeah. Okay, excellent. My own uh, very interesting conversation, the good uh, first update on uh, Arcana, uh, at least for me. Uh, Thank you so much again for making time for this and I certainly hope to keep the conversation going. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much for the opportunity and, and yes, I would be more than happy to like, you know, come back and talk to you for anything from cryptography, cryptocurrencies or price. That was Mayur Lekar. That's it for this briefing. You can find all our podcasts on ForbesIndia.com and on your favorite podcast apps. I'm Hari Thank you for listening.